Welcome back to another episode of Ambivalence, uh, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm Scott. I'm Nick. And join us, we have a very special guest who reached out to us, even though I'm from the band Radio Buzzkills, uh, has worked through Gutter Pop Records and uh, put a shit ton, a ton, a ton of work in his uh, 101 punk songs in 30 seconds. Uh, Zach Buzzkill, thanks for joining us, buddy. No, you're welcome. You know, it's always nice to read a news story about a guy who dies doing what he loves. And I <laughs> read this news story about this guy that is from Australia and he ate a gecko on a bed <laughs> and he died of salmonella poisoning. You know, it's always good to go out and do what you love. <laughs> Dying of salmonella poisoning. <laughs> he ate a gecko. <laughs> what are the fucking odds? <laughs> Apparently, pretty good. Was it was it was it whole like alive? <laughs> yeah, I just ate the whole thing, swallowed it, and he fucking died. And you know, I just hope I also die doing something that I love, like eating a gecko. <laughs> so I, you, I was you... to your show, like one of your wives is a vegetarian, right? Yeah, my wife. Yeah, yeah. So she'll like this because uh, so I have this friend, <laughs> this friend of mine. He uh, he's like a drug slash meat dealer. So like he has access to all this weed. I don't know where it comes from. I don't want to know where it comes from. <laughs> but he's explaining to me that he trades all this weed for meat. You know, like instead of selling it, he trades it for actual meat. And that's really fucking. I odd. tried to explain to him that he's a drug dealer, but he's like, "Nah, man, I'm not a, I'm not a drug dealer because there's no cash involved. It's just meat." But <laughs> we have a new album coming out. The Radio Buzz Skills get even, and uh, everyone should buy it because I'm super broke. And uh, so, like, whenever people buy it, I get money for that. <laughs> so you're saying that every 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 CD comes with. A meat and drugs also is <laughs> nah, a new bundle. <laughs> but when I'm out of so when I'm out of food and we're snowed in, right? I can usually call this friend and be like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna be snowed in for like three days. Can I have some meat?" And uh, <laughs> so literally all day, all I've done is eat meat. And I gotta tell you, yeah, I feel great. <laughs> I've had meat all day. That's all my meals have just been meat because I'm broke. <laughs> I sell some of these records, you know, or see yeah, for sure. Can't have records anymore. Uh, Man, the meat sweats are fucking killer. Adele or Prince or something, you can have records, but those little guys are back to the old CDs. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I don't, I don't really give a shit. I think vinyl's overrated. Yeah. I fully agree with that. Scam, man. Half the people don't even, I think, listen to the record they buy. Uh, there's like, does this have a digital download code? Like, I'm buy the code for twenty bucks, and we'll call it even, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, people like the records, but we can't make them anyway. So, whatever. That's it's too goddamn expensive anyway. Yeah, that's why it's nice to have an excuse now not to do it. Yeah, that is true. We can't do it. Exactly. Spent all of you know all this career doing trying to get people to press your vinyl, and then you realize it's a deal with Satan. <laughs> you don't make any money off that. Uh-huh. And I gotta no. eat. I gotta stop eating all this meat, man. Right. <laughs> got the meat sweats and the like sweating meat. All I've done all day, man, is eat meat. Oh. Hey, whatever happened to your uh, pyramid scheme? Well, that guy, uh, the guy's running the pyramid scheme, right? With the meat, kind of. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't understand where how it all works. I, just, How is he getting all this weed and how is he getting all this meat? And it's got to be like he's at the top of the pyramid and people are kicking weed up and meat up to him. Uh, that's the only thing I can figure. Well, hey, whatever works. Yeah, he's giving me a lot of meat. <laughs> I gotta say off topic real quick I do not envy you for that that 101 or whatever it is the band comp 
fuck that shit. That's I don't even know how the hell you pulled that together. It was a nightmare. It took uh, over a year to do, and then it got kind of close to the finish line. I then I got really sick with COVID. Uh, I was vaccinated and everything. I just got really sick. So um, a buddy of mine, Ken, actually took it over at like the end of the project and sort of finished it. But I don't think without him, I could have even gotten it done. But I kind of like handed him all these disjointed files and was and art was like, can you finish this for me? Because I'm too sick. I don't want it, the project to die as as I die of COVID. And uh, he, he carried it across the finish line. Yeah, this is a big project. Um, I'm just glad it, it saw the light of day. Oh, it's you know? awesome. I love it. It's in my car constantly. It's It's so fun. Yeah, there's bands did a really good job on it. Yeah, it's really cool to see like what kind of what, what the bands did with 30 seconds, you know. Some actually did a 30 second song, some just did like a chorus, some did, you know. Uh Pat Termite is probably my favorite. <laughs> he just did a little doo-wop, a little acapella. This is great. Uh it was it was awesome. It's so much fun to listen to. If yeah, you have any the middle, skills, yeah. Our idea for the 30 second song, our song is called Vigo the Carpathian. Uh-huh. About Ghostbusters 2. And our idea was to see how many intros to a song we could fit in 30 seconds. That's so awesome. Has like three or four intros. Yeah, that's great. Definitely. You got, you got a great line of a band too. It's it's if you don't have that album out there, people, you pick up the CD. It's it's an awesome listen. Yeah, it takes you back to the days. It's supposed to be like short music for short people, volume two, but we didn't have money for the offspring. <laughs> <laughs> I used to fucking love that though. You love? No, not the offspring. <laughs> the short songs for short people. Yeah, it was great. I, that, I mean, that's what the whole idea came from. It's just that it was supposed to be like volume two of that with no budget. And uh, wasn't there a? There was also uh, short songs for short attention spans, I think. If I'm I think I had that one. It's yeah. right. My days of heavy drug abuse or something. I don't know. <laughs> passed over my head. That's <laughs> <laughs> missing. Oh, boy. Drug abuse. And the what decades fun. that are here are not even my decades. I remember stuff from like the 60s. <laughs> I don't even remember my own life. I just remember this time I was on this boat and uh there's a shark eating a bunch of people in Connecticut. <laughs> and I had to kill it. And the captain Dude, fuck died. Connecticut. I remember stuff like that. I hate Connecticut. I can't wait to leave. Are you from Connecticut? No, no. I'm from Massachusetts, but I lived most of my life in Florida, and we're back up in Connecticut for now until April. You're not. You're going back to the free state of Florida, huh? Yep. Wonderful. And I can fucking wait. Back to his Florida man roots. You can yes. get all the underground abortions you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly why I'm going back. Can't get them legally anymore <laughs> soon, thanks to the governor there, but you can get all the underground abortions that your heart desires. I'm going to seek that out. Yeah. <laughs> There's the one guy that does the abortions dressed as a clown. <laughs> in Florida. Because it's going to be illegal there, so this clown started doing abortions. It's this gimmick, you know, like a wrestler. <laughs> it's his bit. <laughs> you guys are wrestling fans too. I I listen to your wrestling. Uh, one one well, of us are. One of us. Yeah, are. I, I'm not, but that's yeah. okay. I grew up in a house with like a, a single father and like a bunch of boys around, so mm-hmm. it's pretty much like all we did was watch wrestling all the time. And uh, you know, what my favorite wrestling finisher is it's the test of strength. Just two guys holding hands. Oh, isn't that like when they start up high and they end down low? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If I were wrestling, that might finish the test of strength. Okay. Yeah, they like hold hands above their heads yeah. and then they just like one guy pushes the other guy down. Yeah. Then my match would be over. 
it's like I just, no one uses the test of strength as a finisher. I think that's a bad move. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a bad move in general, but. <laughs> I don't know anything about wrestling, so this is going way over my head. I uh, started getting back into a little bit. Now that uh, I have access to AEW, I've been watching that when I can, and it's, it's fucking great. That really is. It's, it's, it's. You know, if you're not a so as a non wrestling fan, it's it's basically like, um, you know, like any regular television show all follows like regular wrestling rules. There's good guys and bad guys. Right. There's betrayal. It's just like sure. watching it, but it's like way more homoerotic. <laughs> Maybe I should start watching. Watch it. It. I don't know. My favorite fucking wrestler. I like. I like that Orange Cassidy guy. He wrestles with his fucking hands in his pockets. Like he does the least work as possible and just wins the fans over. That's what I. It's awesome. My yeah. Dream. Right. Pull my just wrestle with pocket. your hands. Yeah, and just do some kicks, and then you're you're a hero. I'm sitting here fucking researching articles about people died eating geckos just to be entertained. <laughs> He's putting his hands in his pockets. He's made Zach, way more than I do. Zach brought us hate game in this, this episode researching geckos. I just Googled uh, stupid deaths, Australia. Those people know how to die, let me tell you. Well, that, that, whole, that whole country is just like death in every corner. Yeah. There's, everything can kill you. Sit on the toilet. Snake <laughs> bites you. Dead. One of my best friends is from Australia, a really good friend of mine. And uh, I always ask him every day, like, hey, did you survive? <laughs> <laughs> my wife's actually Australian. I know. She that's why born. I brought up Australia. I yeah, she was born show. there. I was pretty sure it was, it was an Australian accident. You know, uh, my dad was a big rugby player growing up, so we always had Australians in the house. And the worst thing you could say to an Australian was, "Oh, is that like a New Zealand accent?" Oh yeah, and <laughs> Scott so has done bad. that so many times. So I like. No, I did it. No, I thought it was English. <laughs> I don't think she said she was. I don't think she said she was Australian on that episode. But just from all those rugby players, I was like, I'm not gonna fuck this one up. I'm gonna look up deaths in Australia. <laughs> How embarrassing would it have been if I would have looked up deaths in New Zealand? <laughs> it would have been a nightmare. Yeah, it would have been fine. She doesn't listen to the shit anyway. Well, you tell her not to go around eating geckos because that's what they do. <laughs> At least not alive. If they're cooked, maybe it's a different story. Yeah, it's, you know, there's like with this cancel culture. I hate fucking hate cancel culture. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too political, but. Uh, you know, you can still make fun of Australians. <laughs> Australians and the Irish, I feel like, are still like the two that are fair game. <laughs> other than that, it's like you can't even make Korean jokes anymore. Come on. That was a joke in and of itself. <laughs> I've just been watching this Korean zombie show all day. That's why I said Koreans. Is that that new one on Netflix? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I like it. Uh, it's kind of like Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I just thought it was just like Saved by the Bell in general. <laughs> Which is also on Netflix. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, the entire series. All of them. Yeah, why was the gym always so small in Saved by the Bell? Like, of all the unrealistic things that bothered me the most is when they would show the Bayside gym. I'd be like, why is that gym so fucking small? Is there only, like, ten kids in this school? They could only play one sport, and it was wrestling, too. That's all they could fit in that gym was wrestling. <laughs> one match at a time. One match at a time. Uh, I watched a, uh, a, a new show today on Hulu called uh, Pam and Tommy, and it's directed by Seth Rogen. It's about the... Uh, the, the sex tape of Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee. And it's really interesting. I would imagine. Yeah. It's basically about like how how it got leaked out and 
how kind of an asshole Tommy Lee was, but uh, it's it's a good watch. I yeah, I've been it. trying to leak my sex tape for years. Nobody, <laughs> you just go find it. I thought it was famous, but it is. The internet just rejects it. Yeah, the problem is like the sex tape. I guess it's best when it's like two people. Oh, this is, this is a, so, a solo sesh. Yeah, it's just me jerking off. You know, you might just do it on OnlyFans. You might you might make some some hits there. <laughs> Like one guy from Connecticut (laughs) paying me five dollars a month. (laughs) Well, it ain't gonna be me. Sorry. Um, I I watched a lot of movies. That's kind of what I've been doing lately. That's my latest hobbies: watching movies. Seen a lot of good ones. I've seen a lot of bad ones. So one I watched was called "We Need to Do Something." Have you seen that one on Hulu? On the Hulu? Uh, No, I have not. So, uh, it was so good that, uh, I have my own rating thing, you know, like keep track and I rate them all. I put one star next to it because it's so good. Uh, one out of five. Basically this dad fights some rattlesnakes in a bathroom for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking terrible movie. It was awful. Sounds great. So what'd you rate it? Dad looks vaguely like Phil Collins, too. Which <laughs> oh, that's like, got to give it an extra fucking point right there. If it were Phil Collins, yeah, but it's just like a discount Phil Collins. You know, like a diet Phil Collins. Well, hey, any Phil Collins is better than no Phil Collins. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I write these songs that are really bad and record them, and I put them up on uh, Bandcamp under fake band names, and I never promote them or anything. They're just out there. And uh, there's one that is a song that actually starts with the intro of Susu Studio. Um, and the song's called I Look Like Phil Collins. <laughs> if you want to find that, it's under a band name called Mr. Featherbottom. I'm going to look that up as soon as we're done here. Yeah. That's fantastic. And every band name, this is the only one I think I've ever given out because I only do one song per band. But... Um, yeah, it's called I Look Like Phil Collins by Mr. Featherbottom. And for That's each band, for each band, there's like they all have their own backstory. So you can go on there and you can read Mr. Featherbottom's backstory, like, you know, like their how they were founded and who the members are and stuff. Uh it's it's uh you know, it's got like three listens over the last two years, which to me is pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty fucking solid. <laughs> Better than none. <laughs> well, you're going to get four as of today. Uh, five, probably tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe like eight total after this go. airs. <laughs> yeah, here. To the, uh, to the five people who listen. Yeah. I had to look this up. So this is the description of Mr. Featherbottom. And uh, it says, in 1997, Mr. Featherbottom was given the sum of $8,000 to record a record. We spent $7,358.90 on the rights to the first five seconds of Susu Studio. Most of the rest was spent on bath salts. We sort of worked <laughs> up the gutter and the song was laying there. And that's the history and description. Uh, and, um, the, the members of the band. Uh, that's my favorite part. I was just going to say, I just saw that's my favorite part. <laughs> so, the members of the band are on guitar and lead vocals is Rusty Finkelstein. Bass is Commander Bradley J. Roth, and drums is the missing Def Leppard arm. (laughs) Just the arm, not the drummer. Go look that up. The bass pedal. If you want to, and then you know, maybe one day you'll run across one on your own because they're all over. But how does the how does the arm work the bass pedal? We don't ask questions. We just. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. Yeah, I did the album artwork myself, too. (laughs) Nice. Keep that in mind. I made that myself. It's just a single to Susu Studio. And then I just Mr. Featherbottom on it. I'm going to have to check that out ASAP. Anyone, all the listeners, check it out, too. Oh, yeah. And that band's from Santa Barbara, California. <laughs> Perfect. Well, so tell, go go a little bit about the new album. Tell us a little bit about it. 
uh, Mr. Featherbottom. No, the video of us goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a new album coming out uh, February 14th. I'm not sure when you'll release this episode. I try to make uh, all my bits as evergreen as possible, but. No, knowing uh, Nick, it'll probably be. Uh... <laughs> Could be tomorrow, could be a month from now. <laughs> Depends how he's feeling. So if you're listening to this after February 14th, Valentine's Day, that's the correct pronunciation, uh, 2022, then you can buy, then you can buy the record or the CD. And the CD is 10 bucks. And then we also have this bundle deal because people like buying a record i think partially because it's just big and kind of cool looking um so we had this artist we gave her just the album and no direction whatsoever just told her like listen to this and paint whatever you want so she did this painting and we got some fancy art prints so uh there's a bundle as well that you can buy for 30 dollars. it comes with the cd an art print that uh, we signed, and then there's like a piece of memorabilia from my secret stash of stuff. Uh, Meat and drugs. <laughs> well, <laughs> they don't ship well. Is, uh, so like I've, I've got a big pile of stuff, like original lyric sheets that I wrote, um, a bunch of like set lists from really cool shows and festivals. That kind of that kind of stuff. I'm just throwing a bunch of that in there. It's just sitting around, anyways. That's a cool idea. That's awesome. Yeah, it's trying to do something a little different uh, since we couldn't offer the vinyl that everyone likes to smell or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of smell, are you going to include any dirty underwear? Uh, I haven't thought of that since that porn video didn't go very well. Long. There you go. I want uh, some royalties. Maybe if it. Maybe if it if that video takes off, then I may add that. <laughs> Valentine's Day, huh? I got a fucking doctor's appointment on Valentine's Day. That sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't pick that day, but I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, there's a bunch of love songs. Uh, overall, I think it's probably our, our best record. We spent like two years making it. It was kind of a crazy process. It was kind of all written with 12 songs and we started on it and then we decided uh we could do better than that so then i went and we cut most of those original 12 and i went and rewrote ended up with like 14 that we kept on the record itself so with covid and everything i think we uh tried to make it as good as we could i, I think in the end there's something like 40 songs or something that in total uh that were wow. written or like Damn. recorded in some stage or uh, and then we took just the best the best ones we thought there there were we took all the ones we thought were good if the uh, we didn't have a number in mind if you know there were only six good ones then we would just release six songs mm -hmm. i think we ended up with 14 that we thought were pretty strong and fit well together and that's kind of where we went with it so Are you ever going to do anything with the other songs? Yeah. The other 40? I don't know. I, personally, I'm very... Yeah, I'm sure like some of the ones that were written and not necessarily recorded, for sure. And then sometimes, you know, like, you revisit a song, sometimes years later, and rework it or come back to it. So I'm sure that will happen some. There's some songs that end up like, you have a good part over here and a good part over there, so you kind of combine them. I'm sure those will some will see the light of day and then the ones that are recorded i'm just kind of keeping in my pocket i'm conflicted about it because it's like i didn't think they were good enough for the album so are they good enough for something else you know like i don't know that's yeah. the debate i have internally is uh, plus i like the idea of being the wu-tang clan having some rich pharmaceutical guy like buy the secret album it's just really leftover songs that weren't good enough that sounds like job for your meat man it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> you're there man take it in trade for half a cow <laughs> there you go <laughs> so I'm when you're not over so here. 
I want to talk about like so when you're not doing music, like what you, like, what, do you, like, what do you do for gotcha. your career? Like what do you do? Like you know, you're nine to fiver. I teach the future youth of America. That's awesome. I am a teacher at the middle school level. Uh, what do you teach? I, t- I teach a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, a little bit, of, <laughs> a little bit of everything. Mostly, I just sit at my desk. They do study hall. <laughs> yeah, I do. Mostly, I just sit there, make sure they're quiet and they're on their phones. Well, if, if you had to call it a subject, what subject would you call what you teach? <laughs> exactly uh, what's going. I teach uh, special education. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like, basically I'm in like the same room with the same group of kids like all day. Yeah. And you then, must have, you must have the patience of a saint. Uh, I'm really stoned all the time. <laughs> stoned and full of meat. You know, just. Let it let day breeze by. I've taught history too. I like history a lot. It's a fun subject. That's my yeah. favorite subject. Yeah, it's the only one I cared about in school. Um, I didn't really have any history bits prepared, but um, I don't know, maybe I'll think of one. You can just edit it in this spot right here. I can joke Perfect. about history. Uh, <laughs> You know why men stop shaving their beards historically? You know, like guys used to have big beards during the Civil War, and then suddenly they stopped, like, having beards. It became fashionable to be clean shaven. Do you know why that was? I have no idea. Man, why? I was hoping when he got to know. There's your history joke. I was always wondering. I've always wondered that. Uh-huh. No, it's actually COVID-related. Um <laughs> uh, you've heard of like the Spanish flu, you know? Um, yes. Yeah. In order to, because it's like very similar to COVID historically. The, I mean, there were like you can find articles in the 1920s about masks, slackers, and stuff. And uh, it was actually the reason dudes start stop shaving their beards was to stop uh, the spread of germs. That makes sense. That's facts. See, that's if I would have just told you that, it's not funny or interesting. No, it's not. But it makes sense, though. <laughs> that's what happened. That's the first historical fact I thought of. I don't know. Oh, I like facts. The more you know, throw up that rainbow. That's what they say. <laughs> My wife. So how'd you a... how'd you uh, how'd you fall into being a teacher? Was it something like you wanted to do? You gotta go to school. Yeah, I'm in my 14th year. Um, Yeah, I think it's the only job I ever really thought about having out of, um, like, even high school or whatever. Um, I was a really bad student in general, a very poor student, except in, like, history and English, because I tended to care about those subjects. And, like... A really good teacher once and I was like, Well, I could do this. This guy's good. I actually care about what he's saying. And then, you know, now I sit at a desk while kids play with their phones. <laughs> All day. Uh, the best is this kid that he's always listening to rap music, you know, he's always which and I have this thing where I can see like what all the kids are doing on their computers, you know. He was listening to this, and that necessarily wouldn't bother me, you know, but uh, he always, like, sings and raps, like, real loud in the class. I have to yell at him all the time. So I get on the computer, and I get on there, and I'll, like, close out all of his tabs and just send him a tab for, like, music lessons, like, <laughs> lessons. And then uh, I make a bunch of jokes, but he doesn't understand them very well. Like, he was listening to some rap song called Murder on My Mind. And, uh, oh, pleasant. And I just uh, closed all of his tabs and I said, hey, man, the only thing you should have on your mind is singing lessons. <laughs> he, he didn't like it went over his head totally like it was not appreciated. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's a good job. You know, I'm off all summer and uh, stressful at times. It's been really weird with COVID 
Just like, yeah, that was my next question. Yeah, you said with your wife being a teacher that it, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been like really probably like the hardest couple of years I've done in my 14. Um, I don't know if your wife went through this, but like the kids are coming back, were like really bad after lockdown. They totally forgot how to behave like human beings. And uh, it reminded me of like one of those wolf kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like in the wild. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the kid goes mm-hmm. and he's like raised yeah. by wolves. And just imagine your job is like to watch 30 of him. <laughs> well, that goes to show you that parenting isn't very good nowadays. Yeah. Everyone has to fucking work so much, you know? Well, yeah. Some. To be fair, some parents don't give a shit either. It's like that's the yeah. hardest part with, with my wife is like some of the parents that she has of the kids don't care how their grades are. Therefore, the kids don't care how their grades are. Therefore, like, see, there's nothing she can do. She's an art just, teacher, so they need to stick around her class, which is not the case. She, you know, she has a passion what she does, and she demands yeah, I'm not damn respect. I have no passion whatsoever for anything I do. <laughs> That's a good way to go through life. Stabbing Burn. themselves, you know, as long as they're not shanking each other. Uh, Everyone uh, returns home without a, stitches or a <laughs> wound of some kind, then I've done my job. It's my second tattoo I ever got is Jesus taking the wheel. <laughs> he just dying in a horrible accident because nobody was steering the fucking car. <laughs> just running wild. That's something we don't talk enough about is religion. We should change this to a religious show. So, are you have any shows planned to play in the near future? <laughs> well, we haven't really. Everything's been. At least locally, you know, and I mean, even everywhere I look, everything seems to get canceled at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of just been waiting it out to make sure that you know, I hate to book something and prepare for it. And then all of a sudden, you know, a bunch of stuff is canceled. So I think we're looking out going on tour, uh, this summer, uh, probably July. Um, and then again, probably in August. So probably two runs, but there's nothing in the immediate future coming up. No. The biggest event is probably the Radio Buzzkill's wedding where Jenny and I get married. Oh, oh that's nice. pretty cool. Finally. Congrats. Yes, yeah, congratulations. It was supposed to happen almost two years ago. And it was a victim of COVID. And it's the wedding's up in Chicago. So uh, this city's been pretty strict with everything so it took a while to uh reschedule and all that stuff that's and the radio buzzkills are playing there so we're gonna do a wedding play a few songs and have a bunch of fun that's probably like the big thing we're playing a special oh. wedding set of like some oldies and some covers so we've, is it a free show anybody been, come <laughs> well, what we've, what we've, we've actually contemplated doing was because we have a bunch of friends up in chicago there's a bunch of chicago bands that are gonna be there in attendance and uh we've thought about maybe just scheduling a show after the wedding and have oh my god having like an after wedding show uh, that'd be fucking awesome which is something we've we're sort of considering uh doing at the same venue because we're actually getting just married at a punk rock or rock and roll club where uh, at the, cool. the hideout um okay there in Chicago. So that's where the wedding is because that's how Jenny and I met was through music. And uh, now we're in the same band together and we get married together. It just seemed kind of natural that it the wedding should also be at a live music venue. So, so we've thought about reaching out to the venue and seeing if we could hold a show afterwards. Uh, but no joke, they usually have like a karaoke disco party. So they have to decide on that. <laughs> when is the when's the wedding the 26th of march so it's it's, uh, it's on my calendar quickly approaching <laughs> i officially invited myself <laughs> keep your keep your eye out because there may be a, a really cool show afterwards but i don't know that i don't know if that's gonna work yeah but other than that we're really just uh planning for our summer our summer yeah. stuff 
And well, that's gonna be good for you though. If you're, you know, you'd be open with your, you know, school would be out for the summer. You have more time to plan your tours and dates. So, man, it's usually work out better we, for you. It's usually when we try to do it is over the summer when I'm off, so everyone has to take yeah. less vacation and stuff. It usually works out pretty, pretty well for us. Um, sure. At least it did pre-COVID. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys had this problem. I got really fat. <laughs> I've, I've always been fat. <laughs> so. Like over the quarantine, <laughs> I just like ate for all those months. I just was like, oh, I'll lose it eventually. But then I just sit around eating meat all day. <laughs> Back to the meat. It's all. <laughs> yeah, that's all I did today. Just eat. <laughs> All the best. It's really high quality meat too. Uh, actually, over the past year, I've lost uh, like forty six pounds. So Jeez. I've lost a shitload of weight. It's like I didn't, really, I didn't really change much. I just stopped drinking soda and eating like shitty food. Yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling myself tomorrow's the day. I'll sit around and eat (laughs) chips at 2 a.m. Like, you know what I need right now? A whole bunch of chips. Uh, What are you doing up at 2 (laughs) a.m.? I'm in bed by fucking 9. Oh, man. I've always been a terrible sleeper. I'm usually like Uh, throughout the night. I also sleepwalk too. So sometimes I'll like wake up in the morning and there's all these glasses out on the counter. (laughs) <laughs> I was, just like sleepwalking and I walk up and I just like get glasses out for like pinks and then I just go back to bed so either, oh, yeah. either we have ghosts or there's but I do sleepwalk because sometimes I vaguely remember doing it even I'm like oh yeah I went out and poured like six <laughs> cups of water and set them on the counter and then went back to bed I just, I just got the the scene from Step Brothers when you said that when he puts all the pillowcases in the oven. <laughs> it's no joke. It's what it is, kind of like. That's crazy. I wake up. There's just like it's always involving food, though. It's always <laughs> like in, it's always in the kitchen, and there's always like food stuff out, uneaten, <laughs> like or un, you know, like water. That's the one I do a lot, though, is the cups of water. Just imagine. Wow. All these ghost stories are just sleepwalking people. Have you ever like pissed yourself though? Like dealing with water? Like you, ever, like, you go to bed and like, you're just drenched in pee because <laughs> you're pouring water? I pissed myself just during this interview <laughs> for the hell of it to see how it made me feel. And it felt not too bad. Oh no, but now I'm going to get cold. It's the warm part that's fine. And then they said, wow, it gets cold. Yeah. <laughs> When we were in college, we used to have Ren and Stimpy marathons. Oh, fun. And we would just get as much like Bud Light as possible and then wear adult diapers and see <laughs> how long we could walk. What? what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, in a few years, you'd be doing that addiction home. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about. <laughs> Just taking on the adult diaper. You remember that ana- that astronaut lady that went crazy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She did that. She was like this astronaut lady was married, and she was in love with another astronaut because that's what happens, I guess. And uh, <laughs> they, she was gonna drive across the country to like see this other astronaut she was obsessed with, and so she wore like the special astronaut diapers. Just drove across America without stopping. It's pretty cool. I, I I do remember that. Yeah, she should be your like. You should have a special segment like American Heroes. <laughs> yeah, she one. or just like maybe like more global. You could include that gecko eating Australian. You know, like international heroes. Yeah, the true one hit wonders. <laughs> I wonder what that lady's doing right now. Wasn't she like going to fucking kill somebody or something though? I don't remember the details. I pretty much just fixated on the adult diaper part. I'm sure she pre-ordered. I'm sure she created a new radio bus kill CD. That's true. That's what she did. I hope so. 
it's what I need that media training where they, then the media training, they tell you, just keep talking about what you're selling. And I was like, nobody cares about that. I don't. <laughs> they want to be entertained. They don't want to hear sales pitch. But it really, you should buy it uh, so I stop eating all this meat. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's uh, buy this so I can't eat meat. Never buy this so I don't eat meat. <laughs> yeah, it's like all I eat. It's kind of the opposite. Like, <laughs> Shout you, out. So, so you're not a starving musician. You're an overfed musician. <laughs> I absolutely like to have a vegetable or fruit every once in a while. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys need a. It's it's a, it's an interesting life, being that of someone that only eats free meat from a drug king. That's <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> well, this is going to be a memorable episode. Oh, let's do it on history. I hope so. That's always my goal. The last podcast I was on was a sex advice podcast. Really? Yeah. It was Kenny from Pro Rock booked me on the sex advice podcast. And I was like, what am I going to do on a sex advice <laughs> podcast? You just jerk off the whole time? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. It was a lot of fun. It's called Naughty Natalie or Naughty by Natalie or something. Okay. She kept trying to get me to like answer serious sex questions, but I just kept talking about drifter porn. Drifter porn? Yeah. I don't even know if that's a real thing. I just, you know, like how I said. Hitchhikers? Yeah. You know, like drifters that, you know, drift from town to town hitchhiking and uh, going across America. You know, like. Fucking. Yeah. I was just talking, she was like, there's a question that's like, if you uh, had a porn name, what would I be? And I said something to the effect of like, well, I do have a porn name, and it's Drifter Bob. <laughs> Drifter. And all I do is make gay Drifter porn. Uh, Drif- Drifter Bob is <laughs> going to be a new band with a new single. <laughs> yeah, it's like Boxcar Love is track number four. There you go. Like collecting cans against the man, track number seven. Yeah, track number one, come, come, chugging, chugging. (laughs) Bathing in the toilet, track three. That's the Uh, hit. Bathing in the toilet, I like it. That's funny. We appreciate you wanting to be part of this. I don't know why you wanted to, but we're glad you came on. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, I was shocked when you reached out. I was like, I don't know what he's what he's thinking, but uh, yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> well, the big thing is, you know, just with the the internet and you know all this technologies. I hate technology. Uh, I think it's really, it is a good tool though for promoting a record. So I just, I try to go to as many sources where anyone could hear about the radio buzzkills as possible. You know, it's much like the missionary work I did uh, in those pornos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's great is like, we're not necessarily a music podcast. It always ends up being in there, but like, I just like meeting new people. So chance to meet someone is always like a win for me. And I was really glad that you wanted to be part of this. So I get to know you and I'm glad I do. And I love going on talking about music and uh, talking about all sorts of things. Uh, mostly what I talk about is drifter porn and meat. <laughs> like Those things eight, go together. A1 <laughs> and A2 for me, buddy. <laughs> You see, they discovered a. You know who the Mothman is, right? Yes. The Mothman. No. He's like this cryptid. You know, there's a story about this big Mothman that comes uh, and visits people and follows them around and stuff. And uh, maybe the Mothman could get involved in some of that drifter porn. It's like hit a whole new. <laughs> it's a big. Yeah, it should be. It's like it should be a duo. Guy. You you seriously never heard of the Mothman, Scott? No. We went to see the Mothman 
in Point <laughs> Jenny and I took a trip to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where the most famous Mothman sighting was. And we went and saw the Mothman and hung out with some friends of ours that are from that area. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, we I always wanted to go there. It's pretty cool. There's a really cool museum there. The Mothman Museum is what they call it. It's very creative. Yeah, yeah I don't know anything about it. Well, see, yeah, I do all day on my snow days. I sit around and watch old unsolved mysteries all day. Oh, nice. It's what I do. Robert Stack is a legend. I love, I love fucking unsolved mysteries. Oh, I do too. I watched it all day today. Jenny walked in. She's like, "You're watching this one again." I was like, "Yeah, it's about <laughs> anthrax." <laughs> the band. Yes, <laughs> <Hey>, the band. <laughs> Uh, I watched a documentary today called uh, it was called Woodstock '99, like Love, Peace, and Rage, and how it was just a shit show, and how it had nothing to do with like the original Woodstock because they booked a bunch of metal bands. It was and very interesting. Yeah, it was like it was like when the biscuit was big and corn played, and how like there's all these like angsty white guys just like throwing mud on the stage and like titties hanging out. It was. Very weird. What if you're okay. one of those guys because Limp Biscuit like incited a big riot? Like, what if you're one of those people who's in that riot and that's like the high point of your life? Oh my god, I don't know. You're like, yeah. you know, grandkid, yeah. you know what the high point of my life was? When I was in a Limp Biscuit related riot. <laughs> yeah. When I stood <laughs> some, when I stage dived on some cardboard. Because they were like stage dive when I'm wooden fucking planks. Like because it was so, it was like so, it was two days of like in in this in New York, in Rome, New York, and like an air base that's been that was just that was shut down, and it was like two of the like two really hot days with all these like angsty white twenty year olds just like sweating and being angry, and then you give Fred Durst in there, and it's, it's not a good time. That what last documentary I watched was about the Donner Party. Oh, that uh, must have been good. Oh, yeah, wow. it's pretty good, but I was thrown off because you know Ken Burns, right? You know, yep. Ken Burns, famous documentarian. So I was watching this, and at the the beginning, it says a Rick Burns film. I was like, "Oh, that's weird." I was like, "Rick Burns," and uh, <laughs> so I had to Google it, and it's Ken Burns' brother. His name is Rick Burns, and uh, oh, okay. I just assume he's retarded. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, because you're like Ken Burns, <laughs> and then he has like a retarded brother named Rick Burns, and it's like, yeah, just give Rick some equipment and meditate together. Ken supports him, you know. It's like you're doing great, Rick. What are you making about? Oh, eat people eating each other. There you go. <laughs> yeah, here's twenty thousand dollars to make it. Yeah, he did it though. It was good. I yeah. I really didn't know Rick Burns was Ken Burns' brother. It was weird. It weirded me out. I didn't even know he had a brother. So yeah, you can check. You can fact check that one. I didn't make that up. Now it makes uh, me want to fact check it to see if you actually did make it up. I take your word for it. I mean, it could have been like Steve. Oh no, I remember. The other thing that threw me off is his name is Rick Burns, but he spells it R I C. That's also why I thought he was retarded because <laughs> you can't spell Rick right. It's his own name. <laughs> like he was entered in like the credits, and he's just entered in R I C. Like I'm Rick. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He fact check is true. Yeah, Rick Burns. Well, yeah. yeah, Zach, thank you so much for being a part of this episode with us and. We yeah, thanks. It's had been a great fun. time. Yeah, had a great time hanging out, getting to know you. And um, you heard from me, but let's hear from you. What tell the people where they can find your uh, your music and what you got going on? Yeah, go to prorock.com and you can get uh, the new Radio Buzzkills album, Get Even. And you can go to uh, the Gutter Pop website or uh, Gutter Pop Facebook, and you can buy Punk Rock 101, 130. Second songs from punk rock bands all over the world. Just just for the record, that's P-R-O-R-A-W-K. It is, yes. Like rock. Exactly. Like raw meat. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, and um, if you stick around, because at the end of the episode, we're going to play a song from the new from the new record called Date Night. And uh, it's been a pleasure. And you guys have a great evening. And um, we're going to fear ear holes next week with uh, something new and something different. But thanks again, Zach. It was a it's, it's been a pleasure. Cool. Have a good one. Yeah. Thanks. You guys too. You guys all have a great evening. Nick, travel safe to work. All right. Thanks, man. See you guys. Good night. Yeah.